Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. A few weeks ago, we had a really fantastic podcast where we talked about Instagram and Facebook stories. And I had a lot of people that had came to me after that saying, Desiree, stories are great, but I'm just not sure what to do with Instagram. So per usual, I found the best expert I could on this subject. We're going to be talking with Moritz today. He started out in social media in early 2016 when he was looking for a way to make money while in high school. And then he came across an ad promising to make $2,000 per day while it ended up being a hoax. One year later, he started an agency that now has over 500 million people in their network on social media. They work with multi-million dollar companies and spend time helping the community of social media and business professionals for free. Moritz started all of this when he was just 20 years old. So impressive. Moritz is, has so much fantastic knowledge about this, and I just can't wait to dive into this Instagram newsfeed with you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So give us a little bit of background. Like, How did you become this Instagram guy, this guy that helps businesses of every walk of life just kill it with Instagram. So as I said, it started out when I was trying to make money um, during high school. Um, the thing that you saw that I, that you mentioned that I saw the 2000 per day while spending one hour on Instagram was in fact a hoax. I didn't, it was a course. I didn't buy it because it was too good to be true. Uh, but I was still intrigued um, about Instagram. So I, um, gave it a go and started growing accounts, started buying and selling accounts, um, sending shout outs and ads to brands, um, and essentially just worked my way up um, to some to a bigger network of around 8 million followers um, with a couple of business partners. Um, and then yeah, I kind of expanded into a social media agency, and now we have a larger network of 500 million across social. And probably a much like more streamlined system that came from a lot of like trial and error i'm guessing yeah yeah exactly so we're going to be talking about business profile accounts right yeah okay i just wanted to check i wanted to confirm that there um okay so let's just like work our way down that profile so we sign up for instagram we link it to a facebook page so that we can make it a business account so we can have analytics, we can run ads, all that stuff, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And right right away, right at the top, what do we do? So the first thing you want to do is um, your profile picture. Um, We'll start on the top left. Um, Profile picture is really large dependent on your business, and but you have to make sure it's not pixelated, make sure it's clear, make sure it pops out. Obviously it just depends on your business logo or the colors that you're using, but anything that pops out more is, is better essentially. But the largest factor for a profile picture is to not have it pixelated. It has to be clear and sharp and HD quality. And I'm guessing it shouldn't be very busy. Like you don't want like a, a crowd shot or anything is your picture. No. If you're a business, then make your logo and make sure it's just your logo with a 
um, clean background with one color and not eh, don't have too much going on, like you said. Okay, and then what do we do with like the name part? Like, do we just put like like mine just says like you know all on social media or just Desiree Martinez? Like, are there anything special we should do with that naming structure? Yeah, so the name, um, the bold part, your bio, uh, which is called the, the name of, of an Instagram account. It's not the handle, it's a different thing. That is actually the SEO of Instagram. Not many people know this, but if you search, for example, a word and accounts have that word in that part of the bio, then that comes up. So essentially what you're doing when you add in more keywords, you're optimizing your bio and your Instagram account um, for SEO on Instagram. So that's the same way as SEO acts on Google, just for Instagram, it's a lot simpler. You already have space for three to four words, but make sure you put in your top three keywords that relate to your business. So when you're doing social media marketing, you put in social media business, for example, and in between you can put like a dot. So it doesn't, it's not a full sentence. People don't read it and think your uh, grammar is completely off, but make sure you put in your keywords there. So like a dentist would be like, you know, like Dr. Smith, orthodontist, dentist. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Very that people would search for. Okay. So then underneath it. So like I know with my business account that I use with for myself, I have my name and then underneath mm-hmm. it, it says entrepreneur. Like what is that category that we need to make sure we're paying attention to? That category is linked to a Facebook page. It depends on your business, obviously, which category you put but make sure the category is actually what your business is. If you're a business, so a proper business, don't put that you're a travel agency or a magazine because Instagram will realize that and Facebook will realize that. They'll put two and two together and then you essentially categorize your account wrong. The most important part of any Instagram account is categorizing it correctly. That can be done in a couple of ways, but the largest way, the most significant way is putting it into the right Facebook page category. Okay, so then what do we do with our description? So the description, also known as the bio to some people, depending on which terms like use, is what people get to see before they look at the content. So you want to make sure it's on point, it's sharp, it's short, um, it's engaging, not too much going on. Throw some emojis in there. They, they're never bad, but don't overload it. The user structure that I would do is one emoji, then a couple of words, and then per line, do that three lines. And then one of the lines will say, use hashtag your business um, to get featured or to, to get engagement. Uh, usually to get featured works best. And people actually use their own hashtag and you can now follow hashtags on Instagram. So that's a new development that you can uh, leverage for your business. So you can use hashtags in your description? Are they searchable or clickable? They're not clickable, but if it's short enough, people will see it and then they'll think, okay, I want to get featured here. I'll just use my hashtag um, and then people will use it. And the oh. benefit is there is that you can, uh, people can now follow hashtags. So if yeah. you follow a hashtag, you can see all the posts that get posted using that hashtag. Awesome. Okay. And then what do we do with our link? Should our link be anything special or just like a link to your website? Um, it should be a link to your website, but don't use any link shorteners, especially not Bitly. The only link shortener that you can use is a custom link shortener. So you can do that on ClickMagic or Bitly as well. But then you have something, for example, for business, um, it's avk.li and then slash. And that way you can track links where they're coming from, how many, click, how many clicks you get per link. But don't make it a bit.ly link. So don't put bit.ly and then whatever you want to put. 
that will reduce your reach on Instagram. Instagram absolutely hates Bitly links because they've been associated with phishing links. Oh, okay. Good to know. So like for mine, I use Linktree. Is something like that okay? Where Because I like will be sharing multiple things and multiple articles and stuff throughout the week. Is that a bad thing to have? Am I, am I doing something bad with my Instagram account already? It's okay, but I recommend getting your own domain. I'm going to, I think it's card.co. Um, I can, I'll check the link and then send it to you later. You can put it in the description. And card.co, you can essentially make a website for free. Like it's a template. It's just a really clean, nice template. You can change the colors, the gradients, and everything. Move things around. And then put your four social links, like on Linktree, there, but have it on your custom domain. And then you're doing the same thing, but you have an HTTPS secure domain, which no one else is using. And that makes your the reach of your Instagram account better and doesn't restrict um, people not clicking the link. Because Linktree, Bitly, all these services, Linktree is okay, but it's pretty close to Bitly as well in terms of how it's viewed by Instagram. So wherever you can use a custom link, which is always possible, you just buy a domain somewhere, um, add it to card.co, I'll get the link um, for later, throw up a custom website, which takes like 10 minutes, and do the same thing what's happening on Linktree, and then you've got a custom domain secured by HTTPS and SSL certificates, um, and then your reach won't get reduced. Okay, so we'll make sure to include that link in our show notes for you guys. And of course, I will probably have to be doing the transfer as well. So if you're also the example, you can go to my Instagram by the time that this goes up and it'll be fixed. So, <laughs> okay. And then so next um, on our on our interface here is stories, which we've talked about in great length in our, in our previous mm-hmm. podcast. But do you have any notes about what people should or should not be doing on stories? Absolutely. So stories are pretty important to getting behind the scenes highlights essentially it's a more personal connection people that watch stories it's more it's faster um you, you just have to tap to move ahead um you don't have to scroll down you don't have to comment or anything it's a lot more personal the best use of stories at the moment um are the highlights you can really do a lot of things with highlights you can add i think unlimited numbers of highlights um i saw one account to 30 different highlights you could scroll for a minute and keep going but the best use of highlights with stories together combined um, is taking the top five themes of your Instagram page, which would be if you're, um, for example, a social media agency, you can put tips and tricks, updates, news, Q and A's, interviews, and for each one, make a new highlight. And the first um, story on the highlight will be a simple logo, so an icon relating to that, so tips and tricks, you can put some notes, like the emoji, the notes emoji, for example, with a completely one color background and do the same thing for five. And then what you have on the highlights is five different themes. Like a cover, like a cover for your circle, like a highlight cover. Yes, exactly. It's okay. just the icon and then the description or the, the uh, what it's called is going to be notes or tips and tricks. Um, and then you can swipe up. You can get people to swipe up if you have 10K or a business profile. And that's the best way to use highlights. If you have 10,000 followers, turn it into a business profile, you swipe up, and then you have five places, six even, where people can go to a website. And then you can link different websites. You can put your Facebook page, Twitter page, connect with your here, connect with other social media, etc. That's really the best use you can. If you do that, you're already ahead of a lot of people because barely anyone is leveraging highlights in this way. Yes. Highlights are fantastic and fun. And I have really loved watching a lot of like 
usually it's brands and marketing companies doing like the, the branded like covers yeah. icons and they always look so clean. It makes the inner, the interface and like the homepage of your Instagram just looks so clean. So I yeah. definitely would recommend doing that for sure. I know I am going to be doing that for mine as well. So then we get into the pictures. So what are your thoughts on like an effective photo, like that, I, I guess an Instagram homepage, like what, mm-hmm. what do we need to accomplish probably on a regular basis with our photos, maybe with even with like our top nine or top 12, like what, what do you think works best for brands? So the number one factor of um, your feed and generally for Instagram is consistency. Um, if there's anything you could take from this interview or anything you learn about Instagram ever, it's to be consistent, whether that's be five pictures a day consistent or two pictures a day or one every three days consistent, just find something that works for you and keep on doing it and don't stop because the best Instagram accounts, the best growth, the best engagement, the best followers, the best ROI, it's everything comes from being consistent. It just shows that you're committed to showing up to the platform every day. You care about your audience. And ultimately, Instagram's number one goal is to keep that audience on the app for as long as possible. And if you can help them do that, just the general, the most basic and top level rule for Instagram is do everything possible to keep your audience engaged for as long as possible um, and get them to do as many actions as you can. Whether that be swiping your stories, tapping back to your stories, going back to your feed, clicking different pictures, commenting, liking, saving, sharing, um, copying the link for the post, for example. The more you can do of that, the better your Instagram account will be. But generally for your feed consistency, also because it looks clean, you can have um, three posts a day, for example. Post one will be something, post two will be something, post three will be something. And then you have people know what they can expect on your feed. Um, that's really the most important part of your feed and the posts have a schedule and stick to it. So it's not just about being consistent for your audience or for your messaging. It's being consistent for the algorithm. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Now by being consistent. So on the topic of posting, let's just say you post once a day, should you even post at the same time every day? Um, Every day at 10 AM Eastern time is when my posts go up. Yeah, there's a debate. So you can either post uh, every single day at the same time or the downside to that is you won't reach all your audience because your audience may be global. Most audiences are global. Mostly you can get audience from Australia, America, and Europe all in one account. Um, if you post at the same time each day, only one part of your audience will see that post. So the, on the one hand, posting at the same time each day will show Instagram you're consistent. People know when they can expect posts. On the other hand, you're not reaching all your audience. So it makes sense, I think, to do one post a day, which is off time. So you have a schedule where um, every single day you pick one post, your third post will come online at a different time to cater for different audiences. And then once you've engaged them once, they're going to see your posts more. And then it's a network effect from there. Um, you need to keep, keep them engaged. And if you can't engage them the first time, then they're never going to see your content. Got it. Okay, so what are your thoughts on how the images should look? So what are your notes on what the pictures should contain themselves? Because I'm always of the mind, I need to be able to tell the story I'm trying to accomplish with mm-hmm. just the photo. Yeah. But what is your your expert feedback on that? 
if you can explain the story, tell the story with just a picture, then go for it. Some some people can, some businesses can tell the story with just a picture, but there's a caption as well. And I recommend using the caption too um, to engage people in that story. Because the caption, it depends on the business really. If, if your business warrants you writing um, a caption, whether that be a short one or a long one, then go for it as well. Captions are not bad, don't like shy away from them. Because if, if it's quality content, if your audience is targeted, users will scroll down, look at the picture, see the caption, tap more, tap see more on the caption, and then read the caption. If they read the caption for five minutes, then congratulations, you have a really engaged audience. Instagram will push your account more because the algorithm recognizes that people are spending more time on your content. But really, it depends on the business and um, what your audience is looking for. And no one can answer that better than the business owner themselves. Okay, so you think that all the pictures should have a similar look and feel or color scheme or like lighting plan? I know a lot of different Instagram experts like, oh, if you're going to commit to this, like you need to have like the same way, like the same filters and lighting mm-hmm. on your accounts and, and or the same look and feel or the same like setup every time for branding and consistency and engagement. Like what is the, your thoughts on that? Okay, there's, there's two, two extremes here. Um, on the one hand, you have the extreme of everything is completely consistent. You never do any change. Um, that's not good. On the other hand, you have things where um, everything is all over the place and nothing is consistent. You need to find a middle ground. The best middle ground I've found to be is using Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom, to make a preset for your page and use that preset on every single picture. That's the best way to make a consistent feel which isn't too consistent but still make, gives the page its own identity. Um, there's loads of, loads of tutorials on YouTube. People sell Lightroom presets with different pictures, different um, styles of photo, outdoor, indoor, um, office settings, for example. And if you want to achieve that perfect middle ground, in my opinion, then find the Lightroom preset that works for you um, and slap it on every single picture. But don't make it too obstructing, essentially. Don't let it affect the content. Okay, got it. Okay, so... We found a way to tell the perfect story. We've come up with our perfect look and feel that isn't too weird or too boring, but just right. You know, three little three little bears this. Mm-hmm. And then we go into our caption, our, our message. What is, I guess, sort of, for lack of a better word, the formula for the perfect caption? Like what needs to be included, like to get people to click more, when should we be using emojis? What's, you know, hashtags? Let's just really unpack this. So how do we get started with a good caption? So the first part of every single good caption is a hook. You need to get people engaged. The first sentence, first two lines need to be really, really, they need to pique their curiosity and they need to be able to make them tap see more. Just make sure the best thing that I've found to use for that is a contradicting um, sentence. Let me just find an example. I did a character count of like how many characters you have before you have to push that more button. And it Mm -hmm. looks like it's 115 characters before you have to push that more to read button. So that's how many characters you guys have to get that hook, that contradiction that um, motivation to get people to click more, to get them into your 
into your picture more and keep them there longer. Yeah. And one example for this, for a nice contradictory hook would be, have you ever achieved the, post the impossible and then been hated on for it? Okay. Like when, when people read that, like, okay, you've achieved the impossible, congratulations. And then people hate you for it. It doesn't make sense. If you can spark that kind of thing for your business and make it relative, relative uh, related to your business, then that's enough to get people to click to see to click to see more, tap see more, uh, expand the caption, and then from that point onwards, you just need to have an engaging um, piece of copy there. Make sure it's not one chunk of text. Make sure you separate it with um, the dashed lines or dots, whichever works. Um, I know people have trouble doing them on, it, on Instagram. The way to get around it is to prepare your captions on the notes app with the with pressing enter and making sure that you have um, different paragraphs on there, paragraphs separated by dots or the dashes. Um, or emojis. That way, emo actually emojis don't work. Oh, okay. If you have an emoji at the end of um, a sentence and then you you put you press enter, it won't work. Emojis stop the whole thing from working. So emojis only at the beginning of each sentence. If you mm -hmm. want to make a, make a new paragraph, the emoji will stop the paragraph from happening essentially. Instagram has this weird thing going on which no one really knows why but the solutions to around it. And then that's your that's your caption. Then the copy has to be engaging, has to be good, but then that depends on your audience again. Do you find that the best contradictions usually come from questions or or is it really just like a whatever makes sense for that bold statement? Um they can be questions, but don't make the questions too simple or too boring. Like where, where you where you located? That's like okay, it's a question, but not everyone is going to do that because no one really. It's not a you have to pick the curiosity, and you can't pick the curiosity by asking them where they're from. But it has to be something like different. Yeah, one of my most engaging posts that I've had recently with a part of this YouTube series series I had done was, mm -hmm. but seriously, could Facebook be any more confusing? And yeah. so that statement that question exactly. got a lot of attention to people because it's something that so many people I think we're dealing with at the time it just happened to be like a really well timely released post so just those kinds of things sound like those are the ways to get the most engagement by like those like really bold statements to grab their attention after your photo thanks for listening we'll be right back after a quick commercial break this podcast is brought to you by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All-in-One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they are stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All-in-One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All-in-One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now back to the show. So what else do you think needs to go into that caption? So we've gotten them to click more after those 115 mm -hmm. characters with that bold statement or contradictory statement. Then what do you think needs to be like, is there like a length sweet spot? Do you think, I know you said like the longer, the better, but it needs to be like broken up into thoughts. Like, do you have anything else? Like, should it be like really storytelling? Should it be really descriptive? Like, 
should the description or the caption match the image? Like how, how does it all work together? The description and caption always has to match the image. You can't make something and then it doesn't pan out for what's on top because then it feels like you're on two different posts, but it's on the same post. So then people get confused. Um, but in terms of actual content, it really depends on your, what, what, your, what your business is about and what the post is about. Um, the only other thing I would add that is necessary in every single caption or like recommended, you'd be stupid not doing it essentially, um, is a CTA, so call to action, get people to engage after it. So ask them for their thoughts, ask them, do you agree? Um, and at that point, you can make the question simple and accessible because people have been reading the whole caption, they've got to the bottom of it, um, and they're engaged. They like what they read for some reason. Obviously, if they, if they read it, then they, they like what they saw, um, they like what the post is about, um, and then they're happy to give their thoughts. And if, if they engage with you, then the algorithm will recognize that, um, your post will get pushed out more, they'll see your content more, and it's a wildfire effect that uh, keeps on going. Okay, so do you think a good call to action is to tell people to go to your link in your bio, or do you think it's better for the call to action to keep them in that post to comment? I think you should keep them in that post to comment. Okay. The link in bio is, I mean, you have to think of the distance that they have to work to get there. They have to swipe away from the post, or they have to click your profile picture. They need to click the link, they need to wait for the link to open, depending on how fast your website is. That may take or may not take a lot of time. And then by the time that's done, they may have clicked the link, maybe they've tapped away from it and it's gone to another profile altogether. Whereas if you keep them on the profile, then they'll see your content more, they're more likely to engage in your stories, and in your stories is where you can send them to your link. I think there shouldn't be any call to action um, on a post to click the link in bio, but there should be swipe up links when you have the feature, or on stories you do a call to action to click the link in bio but never on the post because the distance to get there is simply too long. Never thought about that. That's brilliant. Okay. And then the big hashtag debate. Mm-hmm. Do hashtags go in the post, in the caption, or do hashtags go as the first comment of that post? So the usually, or in the past, about two months ago, it was still in the first comment. That was always the consensus and that has always worked but now it's um, in the caption. Now, why is it that they, it's better for it to be in the caption versus in the comments? Like what was the, what are the negative, the negative activity repercussions that come from doing that? Uh, repercussions may include um, being shadow banned or your reach reduced. Um, put quite simply, shadow banning is when you don't show up on a hashtag, you, so you put hashtag social media um, on your post, but then you click on the hashtag and your post doesn't show up there. That's where you go shadow banning because you're not banned. The account isn't banned. It's still there, but it doesn't show up where it should show up. And the, you can't check that on your own account or on your own phone or on your profile because Instagram is clever enough to show your post on that one because it's your account. Uh, the way to do it is to check um, on an anonymous browser tab on Instagram, check for the hashtag and then see where um, if you show up. And is there how, now let's say you sadly do get shadow banned. What do you do to get unshadow banned? Um, reduce your hashtag usage, post consistently, post quality content, give real authentic engagement without any um, PM groups, like comment groups um, and all that. And then wait, wait it out. That's the only way. 
And unless you've been engaging in hardcore automation and spamming Instagram without any remorse, then uh, you should be good in seven to 14 days. Okay, so don't just stop using it. Keep no. keep using, keep showing Instagram that you're supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what about um, tagging people? Like mm-hmm. at Miss Desiree Rose in your posts or tagging them on the photo, like how does that help or hurt your content? Um, so tagging people, so the ad mentioned, um, when you tag people in the post, um, in the caption, that's called a mention usually. So when you mention people, there's no negative repercussions. You can do that. Just don't mention like 50 or 70 people. Just mention people that you, you know could be on or related to the post um, or have something to do with the topic that you're talking about. For the tags in your picture, the way this is gets kind of complicated, but the way we found it to work is when you tag an account in the post, that account will also get some of the reach of your post, if that makes sense. Yes. So your post, your reach will get reduced because that account is also gaining some of the reach. There's mechanics behind it which are quite complicated to explain um, that we think are happen, but that's why we found accounts that you that tag 30 accounts, I think the maximum was 30 to tag in one picture. Um, their po- the, the, po- the reach of their posts goes down by quite a bit because their own reach gets redistributed to all these accounts. So I'd recommend only taking top three accounts, for example, because it may work both ways sometimes. Um, and it makes sense because then you're categorizing your account, you're showing them these accounts should be related to my image. And if it's categorized correctly, then Instagram will push you to the correct audience and will work with you to um, gain the reach. So mentions, make sure they're um, concise and they are related to your post and your account and your theme. Um, and tagging people in the post um, on the image, essentially, max three, top three people or accounts in your niche um, would work. So like for my niche, like top ones would be like Jay Bear and Social Media Examiner and Gary V. So I could tag people in my photo Mm -hmm. and it would be okay. Even if they're not a part of the post or they're not in the image. Yeah, that's still fine. The the best best tags that you can do is if people, uh, if you have mutual engagement between two accounts. So, for example, take Gary Vee. Imagine if Gary Vee was following you, if he was tagging you, if he was mentioning you in, in his posts, and then you do the same thing. Then that shows that you guys know each other. There's some kind of, um, not agreement, but there's some kind of connection between the two accounts, and Instagram will know that. And then you're not, there's no fan relationship. There's a friends and family relationship because it's gone mutually. And then Instagram will help you more. And those are the best kind of tags. So if you have people in your niche that have a, bigger or similar sized following um, and you want to subtly exchange reach essentially I recommend tagging each other following engaging each other um, with comments and likes um, that always works but yeah there's no problem tagging the social media examiner Gary Vee and uh, the likes of that okay so on your topic of collaboration which mm-hmm. is kind of I think how we've segued into this with trying to get, you know, me tagging Gary V in my perfect world, he follows me back. And yep. then we're able to have that back and forth. On the subject of collaboration, what can we do as users 
to have a good collaboration with Instagram to help get our reach out there. Mm -hmm. So the one way to do it is to make an engagement group. So like a comment group on DM message, the 14 accounts that are similar to your account in your niche, um, ask them if they want to engage likes and comments. Um, and then when you do that, essentially when, when one person uh, posts an image, the other 14 people will like and comment that image. Um, that keeps on going and then you exchange your reach because the likes show up on um, the followers of the accounts that have liked it on their explore page um, and then reach gets multiplied but that's not the it's a good way to grow um, but it takes quite a lot of work and it's not there's no direct route to i mean it, it is a direct route to success on instagram and growing the reach growing the following um, but the other way i really take into account and um, utilize is distributing your own content to pages in your niche. Th this would work as the following. You take the top 50 accounts in your niche. It can be the biggest ones in your niche. It doesn't matter. Um, they can be verified. They can have 1 million, 2 million followers. Um, make a list of them um, and then see what content they're posting because the usually they don't post content that belongs to them. Or they do, but then they also curate content, which is just reposting content from other people. Make sure you understand what kind of content they're posting and then replicate that content with your brand, with your logo. Don't copy and paste it and then just slap your logo on it, but replicate it in a sense that you're producing new content in the same style and then you understand what they repost. Make sure you make the same type of content, the same style of content. Make sure it has the same value. Um, incentivize those accounts to post it email them with a Dropbox file or Google Drive folder accessible to everyone. Um, tell them, please post, uh, you, I don't mind, like feel free to post these images on your, on your account. Just make sure you mention me when you do and then see what happens. And if the content is good and re reliable for those accounts, because good content is not hard to come by, but people look out for good content because they can grow their reach with that. Good content performs better than bad content, obviously. So those accounts need to find good, sources of new content um, and if you're giving it to them with a dropbox file and they like what they see and they repost even if a two-million account posts one of your pictures tags or mentions you then that's 100 200 500 1000 followers that go to your account and that's awareness that you're spreading for free just because you took the time to create new content that is like the content that the leaders in your niche post on a daily basis so I would even go so far as to say not only do they need good content, I would think they would also would need original content, correct? Yeah, exactly. Original so, content will always perform better as per the algorithm. Yeah. I wouldn't like something easy for them be would be this like facts or quotes in their style. No, I mean, it depends. Um, quote images are easy to make, but if you're posting five a day and you're running three different accounts, then that adds up. Um, to 45 a day and then you need a content creation team to do that on a daily basis um, so quotes can work sometimes tips and tricks as well but yeah you're right they're not the most compelling they're not unique um, if you can make unique and original content which is, is something that people haven't seen um, on Instagram then go for it and send it out and see what happens and even if they post without your without mentioning you then it, your brand's going to be on there somewhere, whether it's going to be in branding colors or whether it's going to be an app mention of your, of your Instagram account. Okay, very cool. Very interesting idea. I've never 
ever heard that suggestion. That sounds like a great way to grow it. So we've talked a lot about things that people can do to grow their account from what you do with your profile, what you do with your caption, your photos, your hashtags, all that kind of stuff. How do you suggest we, you know, I'm actually, before I jump into this question, I'm going to ask a different one. When it comes to hashtags, do I use the same 30 over and over again for every post? No, make three different sets of 30 hashtags um, and then um, rotate them on each post using the same 30 hashtags or same 20 or same 10 hashtags. Only the same 10, 20, 30 hashtags will result in your account being probably shadow banned. So is it okay to like have like my 10 core and then like my 20 that go with the yeah, theme? Exactly. Perfect. Okay. And then obviously those hashtags should match the theme. So it sounds like when we're creating our content in general, we should have like three ongoing themes mm-hmm. for it. So like in my case, it would probably be like military marketing, social media, and online content, and then my podcast stuff yeah. is rotating through those three themes over and over again. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. So then leading into my question before the hashtag one, which was, so we've talked a lot about all of these things that you can do to make sure that your content is given the best chance for the, for performance. What do you, can you share with us like an example of an account that one of our boring businesses could like really like wrap their hands around like what you guys have done and like what your images are and like what your, your goals are with their posts and stuff so that we can kind of like get a real world example of something that works. Sure. This would be an account that we did a campaign for. We, we rep, we did exactly what I just said. We took a Dropbox file of 50, hundred images that they took um, of their products and them out of the biggest, I think 50, 100 pages in the niche. Um, and then they were reposted for free on pages with 2 million followers plus. Um, the account is at MS Motors. Um, it's a car wrapping dealership in uh, the south of France. Um, and we did exactly that. It's not going to be, I mean, it depends what kind of businesses the people listening to this podcast have, but that's just one business that we did this kind of work for. And that resulted in hundreds of millions of impressions and reposts and um, follows to the account. And that's just a good, it's compelling content because if you're a car fanatic, then those images is something you, you want to look at. And if you can reach that point with your target audience, then you've won. Okay. So when I'm trying to find the five to 10 people who are the top of my industry, so let's say I'm a, a dentist, just to keep it simple. So if I'm a dentist, do I want to find like the 10 best other dentists or do I want to find like the 10 best people like in my zip code or the area I'm trying to service and connect with them? It depends what kind of business you have. If you're a regional business and you're a dentist in one location, then find the 10 best people in in your zip code, preferably they have to be, have some kind of medical theme going on as well, but I'm sure you can make it work with just pure personal influences, which just showcase their lifestyle. Whereas if you're a global business and you have an online store, then you have no limit as to who you can reach out to. And you literally just take the 10 biggest accounts in your niche and reach out to them. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So I want to be then following or are trying to get the attention of people who are in my niche and or like area, zip code, city, 
mm-hmm. and and connect with them to find a way to have that partnership to get that bigger following for myself. Because if they're talking about me and I'm talking about them, Instagram's happy. And then of course, if they're talking about me, the dentist, then that means that their followers are saying, and they're going to get sent to me. Mm-hmm. Basically, is that right? So I understand yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Awesome. Okay. So is there anything else that like we are missing here? Like we've talked about what to post. We've talked about like how to find people to connect with. We've talked about finding the hashtags and putting me through groups, what is left? What do we have left to do on Instagram to make sure that we're giving our account the best chance for targeted success? I think we've covered everything. The only thing that I'd still mention is to not give up on Instagram because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the most important social media platform in the next six to 12 months unless something else comes along, which good luck trying to... Um, take the throne from Instagram. Facebook will buy them. It's fine. (laughs) Well, Facebook will buy Instagram. (laughs) No, no. Facebook will buy anybody new. Oh, the new one. Yeah. (laughs) But Instagram has algorithm changes on a weekly basis. They literally change what they look out for on a weekly basis. That's um, facts. So don't be scared of the algorithm changes. and Don't think that your page is just going to die off uh, one day. Um, even when the reach gets reduced because it happens every single week. Uh, we have a group on Facebook and people complain every single day of the latest Instagram changes and why is that, why this is happening. Like, I'm giving up. I'm going to sell my account. I, I can't do this anymore because... But the best accounts um, that get the highest engagement, that have the highest growth rate, that have the most engaged fans are the ones that keep on posting consistently um, that have been around for two years. And Instagram has changed a lot since uh, in the last two years with the non-chronological newsfeed. Um, and the best accounts just like haven't given up. Um, and the same can apply for business accounts. So don't, don't give up because Instagram is going to be really important. And these changes happen to everyone. Um, even the pros or people growing accounts for fun, 5,000 followers a day. Um, they also have to deal with these changes. And it's part of being on Instagram. Do you think that it is important to be on Instagram and, and being there regularly that way when changes happen, they're easier for you? Or do you think it's better to just like, is being there knowing it's going to change better than not being there at all? Yeah, of course. We, we had one person in the group who posted and asked, um, this is the first time I'm back on Instagram to, I think four months ago, since four months ago. And obviously the changes you have to catch up on are like insane. In four months, everything is different. The whole landscape changes. Um, whereas if you're on a, on a daily basis, you can adapt really fast um, and you can dampen the changes that come towards you. You don't get hit and thrown back 20 meters. Maybe only get hit, get thrown back one meter and then you're ahead, you're ahead of the game. Yes. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I think that Maurice has given us like so much amazing information that you're just going to go and re-listen to this and walk through your Instagram account step-by-step with this. And then, of course, put together a really just killer content plan. Maurice and I was going to make sure that we get all the links and resources that he talked about to share with you in our show notes. So make sure that you go find that at allinonesocialmedia.com slash blog. And the podcast will be up there. I believe this is going to be episode 033. So allinonesocialmedia.com slash 033. 
Thank you so much for being on the show, Maurice. Where can people follow you on social? Um, you can follow me at M-O-O-R-I-T-Z um, VC. So Moritz VC with double O um, on every single platform. Uh, usually it's just Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, slash M-O-O-R-I-T VC. Yeah, that's, it's pretty, pretty easy to find. I think I like, I like your consistency. It makes everything yeah, so much easier that way. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Thank you for being on the show, Marines. And until next time, guys, I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.